శ్రవణం మననం నిధిధ్యాసనం లిసన్ రిఫ్లెక్ట్ అండ్ అబ్జార్బ్ డియర్ లిస్నర్స్ సాయిరామ్ అండ్ వెల్కమ్ టు అవర్ రేడియో సిరీస్ ఇన్ విచ్ అ డివైన్ డిస్కోర్స్ డెలివర్డ్ బై భగవాన్ ఈస్ ప్లేడ్ ఇన్ స్మాల్ పార్ట్స్ అండ్ ఫాలోయింగ్ ఈచ్ పార్ట్ ఐ షార్ట్ డిస్కషన్ ఈస్ అండర్టేకన్ టు రిఫ్లెక్ట్ ఆన్ ద మెసేజ్ దిస్ ఈస్ ఎ పార్ట్ ఆఫ్ రేడియో సాయిస్ Thursday Live, hosted by Sai Prakash and Prem, every Thursday at 7.30pm, only on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. Today's episode was first broadcast live on 1st August 2013. The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian Culture and Spirituality, 1990. The clips played in this episode are a continuation from the discourse delivered on 23rd May 1990. Sai Ram to all listeners of Radio Sai. This is Prem from Team Radio Sai welcoming all of you to another episode of Shravanam Mananam Nididhyasanam. a series where we study Swami's discourses and the series we are studying right now is the 1990 Summer Course series. We have reached as far as the fifth discourse in that series and joining me today is Brother Sai Prakash. Sai Ram Sai Prakash. Sai Ram Prem. And before all else, let us begin by offering our loving Panams at Bhagavan's Lotus Feet. Sai Prakash, this is the fifth discourse. We didn't have the pleasure of your company last time but... Happy to have you back. Thank you. I've just gone through what you did last time. And of course, more than what you did last time. This is titled Road to Divinity. You know, just looking at the title itself, it's so interesting because people think that sadhana is required to attain divinity. And um, in the second paragraph, Swami makes a very beautiful statement. He says... True sadhana consists in the technique of merging the vak, the, the faculty of speech, in the mind, the mind in the intellect, and finally the intellect in the atma. So, in a sense, uh, it justifies the discourse being labeled as road to divinity, because he explains what true sadhana is all about. <laughs> And you know, very often Swami says the three most important things of purity, unity and divinity. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, you know, Swami never spoke of transformation as much as He spoke of purity. True. Because when you purify yourself, when you remove what is not yourself, mm. that itself is divinity, that itself is unity. Correct. And that is the very first thing which Swami says, you know, in the worthless men's hearts, devoid of purity. Mm. And it's a wonderful discourse because if we consider the fact that the previous discourse also was about the senses. Correct. And this is uh, almost like a continuation of that. Mm. And Swami gave, as we noted the last time, mm-hmm. not less than 15 varieties of ways of controlling the senses. True. But here, if you look at it, at least as far as we have come in this discourse, mm-hmm. the two clips we played, mm. Swami is harping on that one one uh, means which He gave. Okay. And uh, quickly to go into what Swami is saying, mm. you know, the most standard sentence is the one which you read out. Mm-hmm. True sadhana spiritual practice consists mm-hmm. in the technique of merging the vak in the mind the mind in the intellect, intellect. and finally the intellect in the atma true and uh, swami starts off by talking about the tongue you know swami says if the tongue is conquered mm-hmm. virtually it is equal to mastering all the senses and swami says that you know but when the tongue stops talking you know mm-hmm. even when you observe maunam mm. the mind starts chattering very beautiful that point is very important that's true mm. so then swami says mm. the mind's chattering will stop mm. only when the intellect is awakened very true mm. and that cannot be achieved by any other way mm. but gently persuading the intellect to turn towards the atma mm. so swami saying that you know you might have many ways of controlling the tongue of uh, you know modulating the tongue but the best way is to gradually and very very gently turning inwards turning towards the atma mm. you know uh, when we're just talking about the interrelationship between the senses the intellect and the atma i'm again reminded of the example swami gave in the first discourse 
he said if you do not understand how these instruments have to be used it is like wearing the bunion on top of the coat and the shirt so he says that there are three things that is the bunion the shirt and the coat if you do not know the right order in which you have to wear them you may wear the bunion on top of the coat which is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous so here also you see that beautiful hierarchy you know the order in which which has to be subdued to what <laughs> and uh, as it turns out the atman which is the subtlest of all the different instruments has to rule over all of them very true <laughs> in fact that's the point which swami makes in a different form here where swami says that what does it mean by saying gradually turn towards the atma swami saying get into that inquiry that mm-hmm. who is actually enjoying correct the senses are only receiving mm-hmm. instruments but mm-hmm. who is actually enjoying and swami says when you do that inquiry you will come to the understanding that you know it is the atma which enjoys everything mm. and swami says when you recognize that role of the atma mm. as the root cause of everything mm. and that will kind of turn you away from running after the transient sense objects very true i mean it's it's so nice to hear but when you think of it practically um just think of it like this that the atman is sitting in front of the dining table and hoping to eat a rasgulla <laughs> i mean like uh, it's so different from what we actually see in day to day life you see and you believe one set of things are happening this way but uh, when you hear swami you have to identify in a sense the atman is not something that is cut off or somewhere sitting this wrong idea of spirituality that people have that the moment you become spiritual you have to find uh, the biggest tree and sit under it with closed eyes this is actually practical spirituality and swami is saying that you identify yourself with the atman and uh, so whatever you are doing if you think that this is what the atman wants and this is what you as the atman is doing automatically it, it will lead to purity <laughs> because you will not do anything that is not divine if you are constantly thinking that you are one with divine then obviously you will not do anything that is not divine <laughs> i think that's what swami means by purity because in one of the previous discourses as well Swami mentioned what is the true definition of bhakti mm-hmm. of devotion mm-hmm. that he says bhakti is turning inward devotion to the self becoming a drashta swami says yes becoming a drashta a true drashta is one who sees himself as the atman right and you know in another discourse which i was going through swami saying there mm-hmm. it's simple it is like the same chariot example swami says the horses is like the mind in mm-hmm. this particular analogy swami the horses are like the mind mm-hmm. the cart is like the body Okay, the mind's need has mm-hmm. to come before the body's need. Yes, Th- that was in one of this series itself. In the yeah, series yeah, also, yeah, right? Yeah. So, Swami is saying that if you put the cart before the horse, horse, then there is not going to be any progress. And as you rightly said, since he equated the senses to the horses, right? And he says the only way of controlling the horses is to bridle the horses with uh, at the mouth, at the mouth. And so that that goes to say that if you control the tongue. <laughs> you can control all the senses and then the part which followed after that swami is emphasizing on this point of you know how powerful a tool this tongue is mm. swami says you know any word which this tongue speaks is like a spark of fire yeah you know, very it, true it can mm. it can bring down an entire forest mm. and a slip of foot can be uh, corrected. can be corrected mm. but when a very hurting word is mm. uh, uttered or when somebody is pained mm. that will never be you you can never bring that back very true swami goes on to this very beautiful uh, point of you know swami says that even when you hear somebody talking ill of you Correct. when you hear somebody praising you mm. when do you feel happy or when you feel uh, angered mm. when you hear those words swami true. says when those words come in contact with your sense the mm. ear mm. that is when you are either happy or you are sad true so swami saying that when you don't know mm. then you are peaceful <laughs> okay when is the other time when you're peaceful mm. so he says when you're equal minded very beautiful when it does not matter to you whether mm. it is hurting or otherwise mm. when you're in equal minded state so some he says that equal minded state is almost equal to the ignorant state mm. but once you reach that equal minded state mm. you have no fear of hearing or not hearing seeing or not seeing 
I think that what you're mentioning is very important, that state of fearlessness, that um, the, the moment you know the truth, <laughs> then there is absolutely no fear about anything. And you know, Swami's connections in these discourses, hmm. so beautiful. I, I was just going back to one of the discourses which we have already studied in the series, mm-hmm. where Swami is saying that the best way to control the senses, mm-hmm. Swami is relating, speaking the truth with controlling the senses. Okay. And Swami said, you can speak the truth mm. when you have your senses under control. Okay. Because Swami is saying, mm. you will always speak the truth when there are no vested interests. Mm. And vested interests will always come mm. when your senses are not under control. When you are after pleasing your senses, mm. then you are stuck in that point where you know you have to utter lies mm. to satisfy your senses. So Swami is saying, how fearlessness, mm. control of senses mm. and being truthful. Mm. How they're all correlated. You know, I'm just reminded of one very beautiful thing which one of the senior devotees told me. Mm-hmm. It's a bit off track, but I think it fits in, in in a different way. He said that, you know, Swami, whenever he's um, sitting and talking to students, talking to VIPs, because even when Swami retires to his room, in his house, there are a lot of trust members or VIPs there and he's speaking to them. He said, till the uh, time he saw, almost till the very end, Mm -hmm. Swami would not tell, come, let us go for food. (laughs) Somebody had to invite him for food. Okay. And it's almost on a daily basis. It's not that, okay, food. Means uh, the, the level of, you can't call it control over senses, but the level at which Swami was, that uh, in his daily life, he exemplified that. (laughs) That uh, even food that we look forward to so much, (laughs) he had that under control. And uh, we know of uh, many incidents where people, uh, and Swami himself has told that I don't sleep at night. (laughs) I mean, to have the perfect control over food and sleep, uh, that's really amazing. (laughs) He lived it in his life. If if you were to look at Swami's life, there is this quote in Bhagutavaini, where Swami, in the very first chapter, Swami declares, Mm -hmm. the first and foremost role of an avatar, Mm is to satisfy mm. those pious desires of those devotees who have yearned to live with the Lord. Mm. That is the first one. Mm. Dharma comes later <laughs> to vanquish the evil comes later. The first one is those mm. who have yearned for His presence mm. to satisfy that pious desire. Mm. So, if you look at Swami's life in that light, whether He ate, mm. whether He accepted somebody's gifts, mm. whether Swami came out for darshan, when Swami spoke to somebody, when Swami did not speak to somebody, it was always... Mm. That for the devotees, you know, to fulfill mm. the desires of those devotees, to raise them to a different state altogether. <laughs> and uh, as, uh, you know, Mr. Narsimurti sir would often say that uh, he asked Swami, Swami, do you plan these projects? Do you, <laughs> how do you go about doing these projects? What is your sankalpa? How do you uh, decide to do these things? Swami said, I took only one sankalpa. <laughs> that was to come down to earth. After that, everything automatically follows. Just talking about Swami's eating habits, I just slip in this wonderful incident which happened when I was studying in Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. One day, uh, Narsimurti sir came and shared this with us. Mm-hmm. One day, Swami came out mm-hmm. just before Darshan and went up to one of the devotees okay. over there. The mm-hmm. devotee was from Bangalore. He used to drive down from Bangalore city. He went to him and said, Earlier, mm-hmm. your wife used to cook very often for me. Mm-hmm. And she used to make one particular kind of sambar. You know, one particular <laughs> style which is very uh, famous in Karnataka. So, we mm. mentioned that and he said, mm. that's sambar, no? It's long since I've had that. Mm. When you come in the evening, will you get that for me? Will you ask your wife to get that for me? <laughs> so, sir was saying that, see, in the very first thing, you mm. think that, what is this? Mm. Swami is desiring for a dish. Mm. Swami is going and asking that devotee mm. to get a dish. Mm. So, he said, you have to see the full story because when this devotee goes back home mm. and tells his wife, you know what, very surprising, mm. Swami asked like this. Mm. And she started crying mm. because mm. she had taken up some vow mm. for the past few days. Mm-hmm. And all through the period, she was thinking mm. that at the end of it, mm. I should offer something to Swami and then partake of my food. Wow. But she's saying, Swami is in Vrindavan. <laughs> Earlier, I used to offer things to him. But mm. now, it, you know, the situation is different. How nice it would be if I could offer something to Swami. And here was Swami mm. responding to that prayer. Mm. You know, this is precisely what Swami said in that Sanatan Samskriti. 
Okay. Um, when Swami inaugurated that uh, huge hall in Bangalore, mm-hmm. in that discourse, uh, Samskrita Sadhana. Sa- Samskrita Sadhana. Right. Sorry, Samskrita Sadhana. Sanatan Samskriti is the museum. It's a museum. Samskrita Sadhana. There, Swami says, God pretends to have desires. Right. <laughs> God pretends to have desires in in order to satisfy, satisfy the devotees. The devotees. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Should we go right. on to the first clip of today? So we'll go to the first clip, which is the third clip of this discourse. మీకు అందరికి నీ తెలుసును గొప్ప తత్వవేత్త ఆల్ ఆఫ్ యునో ద గ్రేట్ ఫిలాసఫర్ ఫిలిప్ సిడ్నీ అనేటువంటి వాడు చిన్న బాలుడుగా ఉండినప్పుడు విద్యార్థిగా వేరొక గ్రామంలో చదువుతూ ఉండేటువంటి వాడు ద గ్రేట్ ఫిలాసఫర్ ఫిలిప్ సిడ్నీ వెన్ ఈ వాజ్ ఎ బాయ్ హీ వాజ్ స్టడింగ్ ఇన్ ఎ డిఫరెంట్ విలేజ్ అతనికి తండ్రి ఒక చక్కని ఉత్తరం రాశాడు హిస్ ఫాదర్ రోట్ టు హిమ్ a beautiful letter nayana neevu hrudayapurukanga nityamu bhagavantanni prarthinchu dear child from the core of your heart go on praying to the lord every day nee manasunu divyamainatundi bhagavantuni yokka sannidhiki cheerchadaniki taginatundi krushi chey make efforts to turn your mind towards god toti vidyarthulato kaani adhyapakulatone kaani vinaya vidhayithiga neevu melugutundu be obedient and cooperative with your co students and teachers neevu krodhamulakkani leka nirashakkani nishpukkani neevu avakasam andinchadu do not give room for anger disappointment nevaraina dushinchina kungi povaddu do not sink down if someone criticizes you nevaraina varninchina pongi povaddu do not bloat if someone praises you neevu kuda itarlu dushinchavaddu do not criticize others either kaani katta katapata okka vakyam rasadu at the end he wrote one important sentence neevu vaagdanam cheyavarante okka bhagavantunu tappa samanya manavulaku neeku vaagdanam cheyavaddu if at all you have to give a promise give the promise only to god to no other human being walk bhagavantuni yokka shabdam word is the boon bestowed on you bhagavantuniki tappa annyuluku nee vaagdanam cheyadakkaledu do not promise to any adhikaram kudunu neeku ledu you have no right either to give such promise to others durbiniyoga parichukunna vaadu avatham you would have misused your word appude nee tejassu prakashistundi then only you are effulgence నీ విచక్షణాజ్ఞానం అభివృద్ధి అవుతుంది ఓన్లీ వెన్ యూ ఫాలో దిస్ యువర్ డిస్క్రిమినేషన్ సమాజంలో ఆదర్శవంతమైనటువంటి విద్యార్థిగా రూపొందుతావు యూ విల్ బి ఏబుల్ టు బికమ్ ఎ వెరీ ఐడియల్ స్టూడెంట్ ఇన్ ద సొసైటీ కనుక నీ నాలుకను వశంకో కంట్రోల్ యువర్ టంగ్ దీనిని ఎట్టి సమయం కూడా దీనిని ఏమాత్రం కూడా విచ్చలివిడిగా విడవద్దు డూ నాట్ అలవ్ ఇట్ ఫ్రీలీ అండర్ ఎనీ సర్కంస్టాన్సెస్ ఆ ఆజ్ఞను శిరసావహించినటువంటి వాడే సిడ్ని గొప్ప తత్వవేత్తగా చూపొందాడు ఆఫ్టర్ ఒబేయింగ్ ది అడ్వైస్ గివన్ బై ది ఫాదర్ హి బికేమ్ ఎ గ్రేట్ ఫిలాసఫర్ విద్యార్థులకు అధిక భాష మతిగా అని సలుపుతుంది ఎక్సెసివ్ టాక్ పుట్స్ స్టూడెంట్స్ ఆన్ ద రాంగ్ పాత్ విద్యార్థులు కేవలము విద్యా విషయమందు తప్ప అన్య విషయములందు ఏమాత్రం కూడా ప్రవేశించరాదు students should not enter into anything other than their studies vidya arthaititi vidya vidyarthika nivu praveshinchave kani vishayarthiga nivu praveshinchaledu you have entered as a seeker of education and not a seeker of saripurna vidyanu nivu pondina tarvata vishayamlo nivu praveshinchavachu after you have mastered education then you can enter appudu kuda mitamainatundi reetiga nivu melagavachunu even then you have to conduct yourself in a moderate way కనుక అతి భాష ఎందు ఈ నాలుగును ప్రవేశింపజేయరాదు డూ నాట్ యూజ్ ద టంగ్ ఇన్ ఎక్సెసివ్ టాక్ నాలుగు నాలుగు విధములైనటువంటి పాపములు చేస్తూ వస్తుంది టంగ్ కమిట్స్ ఫోర్ టైప్స్ ఆఫ్ సిన్స్ ఒకటి అసత్యమాడటం వన్ ఈస్ టెలింగ్ లైస్ రెండవది చాడీలు చెప్పటము సెకండ్ ఈస్ కంప్లైనింగ్ మూడవది పరదూషణ చేయటము ద థర్డ్ వన్ ఈస్ క్రిటిసైజింగ్ అదర్ నాలుగవది అతి భాష మాట్లాడటం ఫోర్త్ వన్ ఈస్ ఎక్సెసివ్ టాక్ కనుక ఈ నాలుగింటి వల్లనే మానవత్వం లోపల అశాంతి అభివృద్ధి అవుతున్నాయి హ్యూమన్ బీయింగ్స్ ఆర్ సఫరింగ్ ఫ్రమ్ ద స్ట్రైఫ్ అండ్ ల్యాక్ ఆఫ్ పీస్ అనారోగ్యం కూడా సంభవిస్తుండాలి అన్నెసెసరీ మిస్ అండర్స్టాండింగ్ కమ్స్ కనుక 
మానవత్వం లోపల సత్యం వద ధర్మం చెర ఈ సత్యమును మాత్రమే మన పలకడానికి తగిన కృషి చెయ్యాలి స్పీక్ ద ట్రూత్ ఫాలో రైచియస్నెస్ అండ్ కొన్ని సమయమునందు సత్యము చెప్పుటకు కొన్ని ప్రమాదం అవుతుంది అలాంటి సమయమునందు సత్యము వద్దు అసత్యము వద్దు సమ్ టైమ్స్ ఇట్ మే బీ డేంజరస్ టు స్పీక్ ద ట్రూత్ దెన్ డూ నాట్ స్పీక్ ఐదర్ ది ట్రూత్ ఆర్ అన్ట్రూత్ ఈ విధమైనటువంటి మార్గమును నీవు అనుసరించినప్పుడే సామాజికమైనందు మానవత్వమును చక్కగా పోషించుకున్న వాడు అవుతావు వెన్ యూ అబ్జర్వ్ దీస్ రూల్స్ దెన్ యూ హ్యావ్ లివ్డ్ ఏ హ్యాపీ లైఫ్ ఇన్ ది సొసైటీ ఈ ఇంద్రియములు మహాశక్తివంతమైనటువంటివి సెన్స్ ఆర్గన్స్ ఆర్ వెరీ పవర్ఫుల్ సమస్త సుఖదుఖమునకు ఈ ఇంద్రియములే మూల కారణము దే ఆర్ ది రూట్ కాస్ ఫర్ ఆల్ ద జాయిస్ అండ్ సారోస్ కనుక ఈ ఇంద్రియములను యొక్క సత్యాన్ని గుర్తించి దీని రూపనామమును చక్కగా అనుభవించి తదుపరి దీన్ని సరైన మార్గంలో ప్రవేశపెట్టటకు తగిన కృషి చేయాలి అండర్స్టాండ్ ద సీక్రెట్స్ అండ్ ది సటిలిటీస్ ఆఫ్ ది సెన్స్ ఆర్గన్స్ ఆఫ్టర్ అండర్స్టాండింగ్ యూజ్ దెమ్ ప్రాపర్లీ అండ్ దస్ యూ విల్ బీ ఏబుల్ టు బీ హ్యాపీ ఒక గొప్ప కవి ఒక గానముగా పాడుతూ వచ్చాడు ఇంద్రియాల గురించి ఎ గ్రేట్ పోయట్ సాంగ్ ఇన్ ది ఫార్మ్ ఆఫ్ ఎ సాంగ్ అబౌట్ దిస్ సెన్స్ ఆర్గన్స్ దుర్బుద్ధుల తలలున్న దూరులు విను చెవులున్న పొంచి చూచు కనులున్న పంచల విను మనసున్న వంచిత గుణ చిత్తమున్న వంచించే పలుకున్న ఈ వికృతులు చూడగానే న్యాయము ఇక బ్రతుకదన్నా దుర్బుద్ధుల తలలున్న దూరులు విను చెవులున్న ఈ వన్స్ హెడ్ ఈస్ ఫిల్డ్ విత్ బ్యాడ్ థాట్స్ అండ్ ఈ వన్స్ ఇయర్స్ ఆస్పైర్ టు హియర్ సమ్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ కంప్లైంట్స్ అండ్ బ్యాడ్ థింగ్స్ పొంచి చూచు కనులున్న పంచల విను చెవులున్న ఈ వన్స్ ఐస్ ఆర్ ఆల్వేస్ ట్రైంగ్ టు ఫైండ్ సంథింగ్ మిస్టీరియస్ అండ్ వన్స్ ఇయర్స్ ఆర్ ఆల్సో ఆస్పైరింగ్ టు హియర్ సమ్ కంప్లైంట్ వంచి తెగుణ చిత్తమున్న if one has a crooked heart and mind vanchinche manasunna if one's mind goes on trying to deceive us kutulu chudaga nyayamu ika bratukadanna the moment justice sides these things it will run away from such people manavattam anetundi satyanveshana salipi nyayamunu vicharinchi pavitramaina dharma margamunu praveshimpa chesedi ఈ మానవత్వం ద హ్యుమానిటీ ఈస్ సచ్ దట్ దట్ ఇట్ ఎన్క్వైర్స్ ఇన్ టు ట్రూత్ అండ్ ఇట్ లుక్స్ ఫాలో ది పాత్ ఆఫ్ జస్టిస్ మానవుడు సత్యవ్రతుడు ధర్మపరాయణుడు న్యాయమే ఇతనికి ఆటపట్టుగా భావించినటువంటి మానవత్వాన్ని సరైనటువంటి ఒక సార్థకనామంగా మనం నిలబెట్టాలి మ్యాన్ వుడ్ బి జస్టిఫైడ్ యాజ్ అ మ్యాన్ ఓన్లీ వెన్ యూ ఫాలోస్ ద పాత్ ఆఫ్ ట్రూత్ రైట్ కాండక్ట్ అండ్ జస్టిస్ famous writer by name Philip Sidney. Hmm. And Swami is saying how the advice given by his father and you know how implicitly obeying that Swami says he became a great person. But the beautiful thing is you know Swami is driving this message which he told in the previous clip mm-hmm. about equanimity mm. about uh, not talking too much not not talking ill of others. but some is nicely putting it in a story mm. and offering it <laughs> you know very beautifully this thing speech is god's gift he says for people who really can't speak how difficult it is for them to express themselves <laughs> uh, just think of that um, only then we realize how how valuable the faculty <laughs> of speech itself is right now, many times i wonder you know, whenever we think mm. we actually think in a language right we yeah. always think either in our native language or mm-hmm. in english mm-hmm. but somebody who has been deaf and dumb mm-hmm. who has never heard any sounds mm-hmm. how do they think you know it, it always it's an image which always baffles me and uh, we never get to know also we never get to know they would never be able to express it to us so but i think you know that is maybe a faculty of speech maybe mm-hmm. the faculty of hearing mm-hmm. shuts us off from the other dimensions which god has left in the creation true 
it, we would never be able to experience as you're saying it mm. we'll never be able to know mm. how that person thinks mm. somebody who's deaf and dumb who's mm. deaf and dumb and also blind mm. you know you might say that he thinks in images mm. but somebody who is not seen at all mm. then what would be the process of thought <laughs> i mean here this another point if you have to promise anything promise only to god very very beautiful very beautiful <laughs> it's uh, it's really amazing and you know that is always when swami would say that uh, love everyone but trust only god mm-hmm. and in the sense swami saying the relationship of trust have it only with god mm. you know be a giver of love to everybody mm. but that relationship of trust Mm. making promises and taking promises let it be only with god <laughs> you know uh, i think i mentioned uh, this uh, story that swami often says sometimes in mm-hmm. three sessions swami would say this i think i mentioned it in the series earlier but there's no okay. harm in repeating it like a devotee you know he prays to the lord if i get a lottery ticket uh god i will give you um, half the share mm-hmm. <laughs> suppose i win this lottery whatever money comes i'll give you half the share and uh, he wins a lot of money in that lottery that uh, year so then he just looks at uh, the lord's picture and he says after all you don't have a form after all i don't know where you are living Uh, these are his thoughts <laughs> what will you do with money after all you know but no no i have told you i have promised to you that i will give you half the share so uh, i will give so he thought thus and then after some time he said where are you god you are after all in the heaven up so what i'll do is i'll take 50% of this money and i will throw it up how much ever you want you take it <laughs> whatever falls down i will take <laughs> so he throws the amount and everything falls down and then he takes so the he places his trust on <laughs> <in> gravity <laughs> i mean swami is saying if you have to promise promise only to god and people take god mm-hmm. for a ride like this like to know one of the messages which we sent out as part of science prize a couple of days back mm-hmm. swami is saying what what is there in this dealing you know you come mm. to god and say if you do this for me i will mm. offer this mm. if you do that for me i'll offer this true and you know swami says do you think lord venkateshwara needs your hair correct mm. what will that venkateshwara do with your hair mm. hair or what other deity will have in the mm. do god your hair god doesn't need anything mm. swami said what is the idea of offering your hair mm. it is like telling the god oh lord i have understood mm. that this body and the beauty of this body do not matter to me anymore very true very so true. i take upon this ugly appearance mm. and i want to i'm making this prayer that take me mm. beyond this mm. bodily you know looks and mm. all that this binds and <laughs> in fact swami has mentioned somewhere that god is a very poor businessman mm-hmm. means he is easily pleased sulabha prasanna namaha you speak you do this much take one step and i will take 100 steps somewhere uh, else i was just reading swami is saying the lord is like surya narayana okay the sun god who is ever waiting to fill you with light but he cannot step in into your house unless you open, open the window the <laughs> unless you open the window he is there all powerful waiting right at your doorstep but you have to take that effort of just opening the door even a little bit is enough he will rush in and fill you with light in <laughs> <laughs> this again going back to the story the essence of this is again about equanimity mm. you no know, first part as you said is give promise only to the god mm. only to god and then he says that never be hurt by what people say never be in mm. bound by what people are saying mm. and then control your tongue mm. and this will lead you to be a ideal student and then that will lead you to be a you know a person of acclaim correct and you know when i see this there's a beautiful sufi story mm. i think you must be aware of the story mm-hmm. it's a wonderful story where there is this sufi saint okay and he is in his house mm. and somebody one of the villagers come running to the house mm. and they tell him that you know uh, your son has fallen into the river mm-hmm. he's drowning mm. so this man looks up into empty space mm-hmm. and smiles to himself <laughs> everybody is wondering what's happened he's smiling <laughs> So just a few minutes later somebody comes running and says no no your son has been saved mm. somebody has jumped into the river and they've managed to pull him out before he drowns mm. so again he looks up into the sky in the middle mm. of nowhere and he says any again he smiles mm. 
so they come and ask him what are you smiling like this for we mm. can understand when you smiled when you mm. were told that your son has been rescued mm. but why did you smile when you were told that your son is drowning mm. so he said no mm. when you first came and told me the news mm. that my son is drowning mm. i looked within mm. and i saw i was searching for a feeling of remorse or a feeling of sadness mm-hmm. he said i didn't find it mm. so i was happy wah So he mm. says when you came and told me the news that my son was rescued mm. I again looked within and saw is there a feeling of elation and again I didn't find that feeling of elation <laughs> so I was happy <laughs> <laughs> My god I don't know when we are going to reach <laughs> such a state but uh, as swami says further the first step is to control the tongue <laughs> and then he gives very and beautifully very beautifully swami says you know talking is harmful to your mind mm. This is something I think as a school student you would so have I heard from it many times. Right? Many talk less, have less contacts. Talk less, have less contacts. This was like breathe in, breathe out. Like that, Swami has been <laughs> repeating it so many times. In fact, when we are going through this discourse, you just realize that the hierarchy which Swami is saying, the Atma, which is the subtlest, should have the maximum influence over everything else. You know, when we were in our school days, and Swami would give instructions: talk less, talk less. he would reward students who talk less right so there were students who you know just because swami said talk less they would actually observe silence and swami would reward them by taking uh, you know them to kodaikanal <laughs> with him so you actually get closer to the atman here in this case swami <laughs> if you talk less he proved it in physical life the lesson that we learned at that time we have to apply to ourselves now <laughs> that if you want to go closer to yourself that is the atman <laughs> you have to talk less swami proved it by saying you talk less i will take you closer to me beautiful <laughs> in fact uh, another um, thing that happened when we were in our school days see we were um, in class 10 at that time and um, we were really pining for a class interview because mm-hmm. you know just because we had to write a board exam we thought that we had the eligibility <laughs> to ask swami for a class interview but uh, swami was playing tough and um, we really didn't know how to you know every day we would ask swami swami class hey sit down sit down wait wait that would be standard right and you won't believe it because some of us just got together in the class and say what is it that swami likes swami likes us to talk less mm-hmm. so why not just try practicing it at a class level not at an individual level at a class level that was it that was a monday and just spontaneously we all thought tuesday is a good day it means good day bad day whatever tomorrow let us all observe silence mm-hmm. maunam the whole class was so uh, cooperative and everybody was in one sync you know sometimes swami says collective prayer is so powerful that really proved it on that day because we didn't tell anybody we have not gone and put it on the notice board not announced it to any teacher we all thought that one day let us keep silence and you won't believe it uh, one of the teachers who was actually doing uh, a duty near swami's room at mm-hmm. that time swami told him on his own chudu na 10th class boys mm-hmm. silence pettukunnaru maunam pettukunnaru <laughs> means immediately that message has gone t- Yeah, from heart to heart <laughs> and swami told the teacher that see my boys are keeping silence because they want to get close to me and um, you won't believe it we are in 10th standard okay and um, there is so much of pressure to complete the syllabus for the board exam and all that that whole day no teacher taught his subject <laughs> because the moment they entered the class the pin drop silence they were totally blown out i mean they they just couldn't take it everybody keeping silent and uh, with that wish that we have to get an interview from swami every teacher on that day spoke about swami in the classroom <laughs> so in every aspect we got closer to swami <laughs> physically speaking right just because we kept silent we all got and then the class interview did happen of course if we kept uh, this maunam for consecutive weeks okay. a few weeks mm-hmm. after which swami called us and gave us a wonderful 1 hour 1 and 1/2 hours interview in fact that was so beautiful because swami said um, tomorrow i will call you all you come little early because then i can speak to you for more time <laughs> <laughs> no when i i hear an incident like this mm-hmm. especially i always used to think if we see swami as that 
ग्रैंड अवतार इज कम I always used to think, can a day of sadhana or a couple of weeks of sadhana actually get a chance of being close to him? Impossible. <laughs> so I used to think that mm. you know there was very uh, incident mm. generating. Mm. That interview was already there for you. That's true, right? Mm. So Swami is saying, I'm going to give this interview to this batch of boys. Mm. But is there a lesson which can be drawn before <laughs> that interview comes? Very and nice. And also giving yeah. that idea of having silence mm. because. at that formative age all mm. these children would have gone out with that idea as to saying mm. that yes it works mm. keeping silent actually takes you closer, closer to god closer to god that's true and you know um, this is another example of uh, how it should come from the source right <laughs> swami always says it should come from the source it should not be by force uh, eventually you know if rules are made that on this day you have to keep maunam and all then it defies the whole <laughs> purpose it has to come spontaneously right. okay we did it for a cause but whatever it is we <laughs> it is to get close to swami right and, and, and another thing which strikes me is you know we all every year we are floored by the results which come from the school mm-hmm. the 10th standard 12th standard you know year after year it's only getting better mm mm-hmm. I remember uh, uh, the former principal of the school, Habu Sir, used to say mm-hmm. that one of the instructions which very, very specifically Swami had told him was mm-hmm. the tenth and twelfth standard boys should keep more silent. Oh. Swami said, if you keep silence, mm. your memory power will increase. Yes, that Swami has told me. And times. he would mm. specially told tell him to go and instruct the boys. Okay. Especially the tenth and twelfth boys, mm. he would make sure that you know something, you mm. know, keep them separately, mm. or make mm. sure that there's not enough too much of group study. Mm. Or at least there is a part of the day where you you study with yourself. You're not mm. interacting too much. Mm. Swami said it will help their memory power. Tell them that I'm telling this. And I think these are all experiments which have results mm. in front of us. You know, mm. it is there. Mm. If we see Swami's school as an experiment, mm. these are all things which Swami has proved that these are all not uh, ancient methods which are not relevant today. Correct. You know, there's another interesting angle to the whole thing. Like we always take lessons from Swami's life. I heard one of the students who told me that Swami has uh, given him uh, like a free hand. Like he can just walk in. If suppose nobody is there in the interview room, mm-hmm. he could go inside. and then he could speak to swami okay. uh, that oh. was that uh, that uh, uh, you know privilege was there for uh, maybe a few months or a okay. year or so so one of those days it has happened many times for, to to him mm-hmm. that you know the interview is over there's no one inside so yeah, he just sees an opportune moment and he goes inside the interview room but he says there have been many times where he is sitting and swami is sitting and there is not a word exchanged <laughs> Swami is there Swami just smiles and Swami is sitting absolutely silent I mean uh, what more do you want <laughs> like he weighs his every word what he is going to speak whether it's necessary what he is going to that, that's how i think each word gets its power i remember one one of our lecturers mm. he was called for an interview out of the blue mm. suddenly swami picked him up for an interview he went in mm. He came back. He was all smiles. He was all radiant, and you know we were all excited. No sir, mm. what did Swami tell you? What mm. what did he say? Mm. He just said one sentence. Mm. He said we exchange silence and love. Oh, is that right? <laughs> that's amazing. And he really meant it. You know, there was mm. a glow on his face. He said mm. Swami did not speak anything. Mm. We just exchange silence and love. Wow, <laughs> amazing. As you said, you know, it's it's a different feeling altogether too. Like he showed it in his life. Right. I think we are speaking more than what Swami has spoken. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what was occurring to me. And Swami was saying, "Let's speak less." I don't know what Swami would say about us speaking so much. I think we should we go to the next yeah, clip. Yeah, we should. I think just before we go to that, this particular thing which Swami is saying, the four types of lapses Correct. the tongue is given to. I'll just mm-hmm. emphasize that before we move ahead. Mm-hmm. Swami is saying, uttering lies. Mm-hmm. speaking ill of others or mm. you know talking behind others backs mm. criticizing and scandalizing mm. and excessive talking as we Correct. have spoken mm. Mm. and this other point that swami says in circumstances where speaking the truth is not completely acceptable you should uh, either keep silent or uh, have a knack of coming out right. you know that there is that famous story where swami says the sage is seated right. and the um, hunter uh, the the wicked hunter as swami would call him sometimes comes uh, and asks him where is the deer now the sage is under the vow that he will not speak untruth and um, he will not cause harm right see that's basically his nature 
so when the hunter comes he just says that which has seen cannot speak <laughs> that which can speak has not seen. cannot see <laughs> so the eyes which sees cannot speak the mouth which can speak cannot see i mean that's a classic uh, story i don't know if the hunter <laughs> to the you know the, the occasion in mahabharata where drona has to be defeated mm-hmm. the way it is described is very beautiful you know okay the only way is mm-hmm. to give him the sorrow of the news of his son's death correct but mm-hmm. you cannot kill his son because he mm-hmm. himself is a you know a, a great warrior mm-hmm. and a chiranjeevi mm-hmm. the boon of living forever mm-hmm. so what do we what do they do now mm-hmm. so krishna looks at bhima mm-hmm. and you know krishna and bhima have a relationship like how krishna rama and lakshmana had oh okay because mm-hmm. bhima was one who was mm-hmm. in, in some places homi also says has jolly as krishna has okay. mischievous <laughs> you know so krishna looks at to bhima and says mm-hmm. bhima did you know mm-hmm. that that elephant mm-hmm. that elephant's name is ashwatthama <laughs> Okay. Uh. <laughs> That's all Krishna says. Uh. That elephant's name is Ashwatthama. Okay. Immediately Bhima picks up his mace, uh. runs towards the elephant and kills it uh. and says I have killed Ashwatthama, I have killed Ashwatthama. Oh. <laughs> so that's the first news which goes to Drona saying that Ashwatthama is dead. Mm. Again, you know, Krishna the many plays that he does throughout <laughs> that Mahabharata mm. here, you know, the tact mm. using the tact You know, uh, Swami mentions that in one of the. <laughs> this I remember very clearly on one of the veranda sessions. Mm-hmm. He would casually talk, right. stand there yeah. and talk. How many types of yoga are there? Swami, <laughs> Swami Ashtanga Yoga, Patanjali's Ashtanga. No wrong answer. Wrong answer. When somebody Swami, a uh, nine types, ten types. <laughs> simply, <laughs> we said nine types of yoga. The ninth yoga is Nak Yoga. Oh, okay. <laughs> He says you need to have a knack for everything in life, and um, in circumstances where you really can't speak the truth, there should be a knack of you know conveying. <laughs> That's what uh, it's not cheating. It's not wrong. Don't speak untruth. At the same time, you should have a knack of doing it. <laughs> so ninth we'll yoga is. <laughs> so we'll go to the next clip. Sure. The last clip for the day. Manavaniyanthanu twenty panchendriyamulu. అనేక విధమైనటువంటి ఒక చిక్కులకు గురి చేస్తుంటాయి ఫైవ్ సెన్స్ ఆర్గన్స్ ఆఫ్ ద మ్యాన్ పుట్ మ్యాన్ టు నంబర్ ఆఫ్ ఒక్కొక్క శబ్దము ఒక్కొక్క జీవిని మాత్రమే బాధిస్తూ వచ్చినాయి ఏ పర్టికులర్ సౌండ్ హ్యాస్ ఎ పర్టికులర్ మీనింగ్ కురంగ తురంగ మాతంగ విహంగ మీన ముగ్గముల వలే అన్నారు కురంగ తురంగ మాతంగ విహంగ మీన భృంగములు ఈ ఐదే ఒక్కొక్క దీనికి శబ్ద స్పర్శ రూప రసగంధాదులకు వశమైపోతూ వచ్చాయి శబ్దములకు వశమయ్యేటువంటిది జింక డియర్ ఈజ్ ఎ విక్టిమ్ ఆఫ్ సౌండ్ స్పర్శకు వశమైపోయి తాను బానిసగా అయిపోయేటువంటిది ఏనుగు ఎలిఫెంట్ బికమ్స్ ఎ స్లేవ్ ఆఫ్ ది ఎఫెక్ట్ ఆఫ్ ఏనుగు యొక్క బలము ఇట్టిది అట్టిది ఎవరు చెప్పలేరు సచ్ extraordinary strength anta balamainatundi yenuku kudanu sparsha cheta bandipabadipothundadi such a strong elephant becomes a victim of the attraction of the touch meedha agni swarupani chuchi tana pranam venu kudanu veedadaniki siddham ayipoyi agni lo vachi padipothundi the butterfly a particular worm it is attracted by the fire and it flies into that and gets burnt చేప మాంసపు యొక్క రసాన్ని గోలుతూ తన ప్రాణాపాయమును కూడా లెక్క చేయక అందులో మునిగిపోతుంది ఫిష్ ఈస్ టెంప్టెడ్ బై ది పీస్ ఆఫ్ మటన్ అండ్ ఇట్ లూజెస్ ఇట్స్ తుమ్మెద పుష్పములోని మకరందాన్ని ఆశించి తన ప్రాణాన్ని వదులుతుంది బీస్ వేర్ బాయ్ ది అట్రాక్షన్ ది నెక్టర్ ఈ విధంగా శబ్ద స్పర్శ రూప రస గంధమునకు ఒక్కొక్క ప్రాణి మాత్రమే దీనికి వశమైపోతుంటారు దెర్ ఈస్ ఎ స్పెసిఫిక్ అనిమల్ ఆర్ బర్డ్ విచ్ ఈస్ వేర్ బాయ్ ది అట్రాక్షన్ ఆఫ్ ది టచ్ ద సౌండ్ ద ఫారం అండ్ ద స్మెల్ అండ్ ద టేస్ట్ మానవులకు ఐదు విధములైన శక్తులు ఉండినప్పుడు వీడు ఎంత వశం కాకుండా ఉంటారు దెన్ యూ కెన్ ఇమాజిన్ ది ఫ్లైట్ ఆఫ్ మ్యాన్ హూ ఈస్ వేర్డ్ బాయ్ ఇతని విషయం చెప్పనక్కర్లేదు ఇట్ ఈస్ డిఫికల్ట్ వశమైపోతున్నాడు మానవుడు he is attracted by all these five things and swear by them maha balahirudu aipothunnadu manavudu he is becoming rather weak okana oka samayam lopala 
రాక్షస చక్రవర్తి అయినటువంటి హిరణ్యకశిపుడు తన ముద్దు కుమారుడైనటువంటి ప్రహ్లాదుని చెంత పిలిచి విద్యాభ్యాసం చేసే నిమిత్తమై చెండ అమాకుల దగ్గరికి పంపాడు ఎంపరర్ హిరణ్యకశ్యపు తండ్రికి విరుద్ధమైనటువంటి హరినామాన్ని నిరంతరము స్మరిస్తూ వచ్చాడు హీ బిగాన్ రిపీటింగ్ ద నేమ్ ఆఫ్ హరి ద ఎనివీ ఆఫ్ హిస్ ఫాదర్ తండ్రి భరించుకోలేకపోయాడు ఫాదర్ వాజ్ నాట్ ఏబుల్ టు బేర్ దిస్ ఈ చెండ అమార్కులను పిలిచి ఫాదర్ కాల్ దిస్ చెండ అండ్ అమార్క ఈ హరినామాను మానించేటువంటి యొక్క మార్గములు భౌతికమైన సాంసారిక సంబంధమైనటువంటి యొక్క ఈ వృత్తులు ఎందు ప్రవేశపెట్టడానికి తగిన కృషి మీరు చెయ్యాలి అన్నాడు ఈ ఆస్క్ దోస్ టు మాస్టర్స్ టు పుట్ హిజ్ సన్ ఇన్ టు ది పాత్ విచ్ విల్ టేక్ అవే ఫ్రమ్ ది హరి బంధహీనమైనటువంటి యొక్క విషయాలను ఇతనికి బోధించమన్నారు టీచ్ హిమ్ సచ్ థింగ్స్ విచ్ విల్ పుట్ హిమ్ ఇన్ బాండేజ్ అనగా లోక సంబంధమైన ఆకర్షణలంతా కూడా ఇతనికి అప్పజెప్పాలి అన్నాడు గివ్ హిమ్ సచ్ ఓన్లీ యాక్టివిటీ విచ్ విల్ మేక్ హిమ్ ఫర్గెట్ అబౌట్ హరి సంసార సంబంధమైనటువంటి రహస్యాలంతా కూడా ఈ పిల్లవాడికి బోధించమన్నాడు టీచ్ ఆల్ దోస్ ఇన్నర్ మీనింగ్ అండ్ అట్రాక్షన్ అప్పుడు ఈ పారమార్థిక మార్గములు వదలి ప్రాకృతమైనటువంటి యొక్క ఈ సంసార సంబంధమైనటువంటి మార్గములు ప్రవేశిస్తాడని అతని ఉద్దేశం హిస్ ఐడియా వాస్ దట్ బై సచ్ ఎ మెథడ్ ప్రహ్లాద వుడ్ బి అట్రాక్టెడ్ బై ది ఫ్యామిలీ లైఫ్ అండ్ వుడ్ గివ్ అప్ ద స్పిరిచువల్ లైఫ్ కానీ రాజాజ్ఞ ప్రకారము ఈ చెండ అమార్కులు ఎన్నో విధములకు బోధిస్తూ వచ్చారు అకార్డింగ్ టు ది డిక్టేట్స్ ఆఫ్ ది ఎంపర చెండ అమార్క యూజ్ వేరియస్ మెథడ్స్ టు టేక్ అవే కానీ ప్రహ్లాదునికి ఏ విధమైనటువంటి యొక్క చరణము కలగలేదు బట్ ప్రహ్లాద్ వాజ్ ఎట్టి మార్కులు సంభవించలేదు ప్రహ్లాద వాజ్ అన్మూడ్ అండ్ అన్టచ్డ్ బై ఆల్ దీస్ అతను పట్టిన పట్టును సాధించకుండా కూడా ఒకే విధమైనటువంటి ఆత్మభావంతో నిలిచాడు హీ వాజ్ ఫోర్మ్ విత్ దిస్ ఫీలింగ్ ఆఫ్ ఆత్మ అదే ప్రహ్లాదుని యొక్క ప్రతిజ్ఞ దట్ వాజ్ హిజ్ వౌ పట్టిన పట్టేదో పట్టనే పట్టెను పట్టునే గిడుదకపోవకుండే వాట్ ఎవర్ thing which he held he held in such a way he was not prepared to give up until his wish was fulfilled adigina dediyo adagane adigenu adigina diduaka viduvakunde whatever he wanted to ask he asked until that was given to him he was not prepared to give up talachina dediyo talachane talachenu talaputi diduaka povakunde whatever he wanted to think he thought until the thought got fulfilled he was not prepared to go away korina dediyo korane korenu korke chelludaaka viduvakunde whatever he wanted to desire and ask he asked until the ask was fulfilled asking was koru padaleka taanaina brovalayu vadalu teliyaka neevaina adugavalayu not being able to uh, satisfy i mean drive him away he has to satisfy the desires of that devotee bhaktuni dikshakadu it is it is not appropriate for a true devotee to not vidyarthula vale ee naati bhaktula vale sanachanam kudunu chelinche itundi hrudayam kaadu prahladundi prahlada's heart was not like the heart of these students which is wavering continuously preminchana drishti chelinchini manasu prahladuni yokka idi prahlada had an unwavering mind yetti kashtamulakaina nashtamulakaina dukkamulakaina kudanu thanu lekka cheyaka he never cared for whatever difficulties problems trials tribulations hari namamunu vadalaka he never gave up the name of hari nirantaram kudu aanandamuto he was full of bliss continuously bhagavat chintana salpu unde ikanti vaadu he was chanting the name of the lord throughout ee drushyamu chenda amarkulake chaala aashcharyam vesindi chenda amarka themselves were rather surprised at this sight chakravarti degariki vacharu they came near the emperor tannu nishacharu poduva the demons were piercing into the body marudu maati maatikin wo pannagasai wo tanuja banjana ఓ మహాపన్న శరణ్య 
అంచును తించుగాని తాకన్నులనిరు తేడు భయకంప సమేతుడు కాడు భువన రిపోర్ట్ చేస్తున్నారు హిరణ్యకశ్యపునకు దే రిపోర్ట్ టు హిరణ్యకశ్యపు వీ ట్రైడ్ బై ఆల్ మీన్స్ వీ గేవ్ ఆల్ సార్ట్స్ ఆఫ్ ఫిజికల్ పనిష్మెంట్ పియర్స్ ఇన్ విత్ స్పియర్స్ అండ్ వాట్ ఎవర్ వీ డిడ్ he was never prepared to give up the name of hari he began praising and praying to lord hari by various descriptions pamulu tho karipinchina parvatamul pai nunchi nukina enni vidhame enti yokka aayudhal tho himsinchina ye maatramu chelinchadu this he was he was made to be bitten by the snakes he was taken to the hill kanulunirena tedu he was not even bayakalpa sametudu kaadu he is not fear ridden either emiti ee vichitramu what is this strange sight maa cheta kaakunnad annadu we are not able to see and we, will, we are not able to kaani inka ati chinna baarudu ainappadikini bharya bhattara sambandhamaina vishayalu kuda nu athiki bodhinchamani prabodhinchadu ee yokka chakravarti hiranyakashyapu said that although he is a small child tempt him into the family life and describe the type of relationship between the husband and wife దీనిని గుర్తించి తోటి విద్యార్థులను చేర్చుకొని చక్కని కథలు చెప్తూ వస్తున్నాడు ప్రహ్లాదుడు ప్రహ్లాద పిల్లలారా నాకు నారదుడు బోధించినటువంటి ఒక కథల్లో ఒకటి ప్రధానమైనటువంటి కథ నాకు జ్ఞప్తికి వస్తుంది అది అన్నాడు ఇంట్రెస్టింగ్ Well, that interesting story will be pushed to next week. That's very, 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 very bad. <laughs> you know, whenever Swami gives a build-up like that for a story, you, you really are waiting to hear that story. Oh my God. <laughs> Now I am waiting for it. <laughs> But you know, what really strikes me is the same point which Swami made in the first part of the discourse. If mm-hmm. somebody was not very... Uh, attentive enough to catch all those things mm-hmm. how in various ways in different stories mm-hmm. swami is putting that same thing same you know, truth bringing different. different little stories you know that that particular padyam uh, which swami said about how different animals mm-hmm. are drawn by different senses mm-hmm. what a beautiful one you know Amazing. and swami saying that man is the only animal <laughs> which is drawn by all the all senses, senses. Mm-hmm. very beautiful what swami saying there the deer is driven by the sense of sound elsewhere mm-hmm. swami explains this mm-hmm. you know the hunter actually traps the deer hmm. by creating that sound okay. in different places oh like you know they throw something hmm. the deer fears that somebody is there hearing that sound and hmm. runs towards the trap oh this okay. and some is saying that elephants are hmm. ruled by the sense of touch touch some would say that That's you know mahuts mahut the sharp uh, <laughs> equipment which they have in such a huge elephant hmm. some says out of that touch hmm. is subservient hmm. to this man who is you no know, no match to hmm. its strength hmm. and some he says about the moth which is drawn by the light hmm. it comes and destroys itself and then some he says about the fish hmm. which is drawn by the sense of taste hmm. that you know it is there in front of its eyes in the <laughs> in the bait and the hmm. and the hook but still drawn by that taste it goes and some he says only man is drawn by all these senses mm. how pitiful is man's state correct <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other point which swami is making here especially with this prahlada story mm-hmm. is again as i said you know in the beginning swami says the only way that the senses can be controlled is if you turn inward mm-hmm. if you place your interest on the atman Mm. and swami is telling here that is exactly what prahlada did true that none of these things could deter him from his determination mm. because he was focused on mm. on the lord you know um there's um, two points that swami has mentioned in one of his earlier discourses mm-hmm. uh, possibly in uh, ut the 1976 summer course um there um, he says if you understand two truths then you will not be the slave of your senses you will okay. be the master you will become their master so very nicely he says the two truths are god is not something outside you he is within you okay, that's <laughs> the first truth and the second truth is sin is not external to you 
it is decided and based on your actions <laughs> so love for god and fear of sin that swami says these two know that god is inside you and that basically that you are god and then sin is not something outside it says don't see faults in others it mm-hmm. all falls in place where he says sin is not outside you you know he swami often says you cannot clap with one hand you need two hands to clap and uh, so don't criticize others and don't find fault in others it all falls into the same <laughs> and you know one more thing which swami is saying especially this hiranyakashipu's uh, command mm-hmm. that everything you know harm him physically or kind of entice him physically mm-hmm. so i mean he's saying that even though he's a small boy hirani mm. kashipu says that try to get him distracted mm-hmm. through the ways of the world mm-hmm. you look at it with a parallel with the story of buddha mm-hmm. you know buddha when he was born the astrologer comes by and says either he is going to become a great emperor mm. or he is going to be the emperor of the spiritual realm where mm. he is going to give up everything mm. so the father decides now i have to make sure mm. that there is no means of him Mm. to go to that stage of becoming a recluse mm. but you know that itself actually led him to become exactly, a recluse exactly mm. and in in that story the idea which comes by is these are the things which can actually take you away from your path mm. be where mm. even the king knew it even the king who wanted to keep his son away from the spiritual path knew, mm. knew mm. what are the things which can actually keep you on the spiritual path mm. you know um, that's what when we think of the story of prahlada Uh, no surprise in why swami sat with us so many times <laughs> and no made us uh, i think that's one of the record uh, number swami saw that uh, film prahlad bhakta prahlada and swami would actually sing the songs along as the movie was going on at that time we just saw it as a story <laughs> now when we go into all this it's you know there is one point about uh, the tongue and um, right um, in some other context swami has mentioned that um, you know the tongue lives in between the 32 teeth right, and right. Uh, how <laughs> carefully it maneuvers itself and um, nobody actually extends his tongue outside so it's always within limits and um, there is a, a, a kind of uh, relation with one of the very famous instances that swami mentions in from ramayana mm-hmm. you know when hanuman actually goes to lanka and he sees vibhishana there uh, he doesn't see vibhishana but actually hears ram naam right. going on he's totally taken aback in this <laughs> environment where rama's name is being chanted and then he in- eventually finds vibhishana and then they have an exchange vibhishana says uh, tells lord hanuman you are so lucky that you are having the darshan of lord rama i am only chanting his name and i am not able to have his darshan then hanuman tells him that what work are you doing chanting lord's name is fine <laughs> but you should get involved in his work see mother sita is here in lanka and have you taken time to go to her speak to her console her you have to do the lord's work then you will get his darshan then uh, vibhishana says you know how can i do it and all that then hanuman tells him see be like the tongue you know the tongue does its duty amidst 32 teeth <laughs> so you are in the company of all these rakshasas but you be like the tongue doing its then he says uh, uh, how can i do it then he is very scared actually then uh, he says hanuman says if you want to know which will win which will eventually win you just think of which falls off first <laughs> do the teeth fall off first or the tongue falls off first all your teeth fall only then your tongue remains with you so he says be like the tongue and nothing will happen to you these rakshasas will all fall off one day <laughs> so it's a very beautiful relationship with the tongue uh, where he says do god's work so similarly if the tongue chants the lord's name and does god's work then <laughs> as swami says that will help you conquer all the senses beautiful i think it's it's a wonderful uh, point to stop this discussion in the listeners i'm sure if you've heard this part you will be waiting for the next part because it stops in a very interesting point where swami is saying talking about a story that prahlada tells his playmates but that will have to wait for one week so with this we bring this discussion this episode of shravanam mananam nidhyasanam to a close we really enjoyed this program we hope you also enjoyed if you have any comments you have any feedback you can write to us at listener@radiosai.org 
I take this opportunity on behalf of Brother Sai Prakash to offer this humble effort of ours at Swami's lotus feet. Thank you. Jai Sai Ram. You just heard an episode of our radio series Shravanam Mananam Nididhyasanam that is listen reflect and absorb This is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays at 7:30 pm by Radio Sai Sai Prakash and Prem only on Asia stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony Today's episode was first broadcast live on 1st August 2013 The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian Culture and Spirituality 1990. The clips played today were a continuation from the discourse delivered on 22nd May 1990. To listen to the next part of this program, tune in same time same day next week. Please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program. by writing to listener at radiosai.org thank you and sairam from prashanti nilayam